We're talking lightning hockey. Well, we're kind of talking lightning hockey. Okay, not really. We're talking to someone who's held a foam finger before. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. This is On the Bench with your host, Seth Kushner, on Lightning Power Play. Today we are outside Amelie Arena because the very important people wouldn't let me inside Amelie Arena. And I said, listen, I'm joined by a very, very important guy, huge Tampa Bay sports fan, goalie for the Portland Timbers, right? Jeff Attanella. Well, you know, thank you for having me, Seth. It's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful studio you got here. <laughs> I'm out here staring at the huge pictures of Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and Samko. So, you know, they're staring at me pretty intensely. So, you know, I got to do this well. I-, I had to just be honest with you and just say, hey, listen, I'm kind of like a contractor. I don't really work for the Lightning. So, sometimes they let me in the building like yesterday i snuck in to interview somebody today they're not letting me in so well it was funny i saw you uh, now that i follow you on instagram i saw the pictures of your nice wood backdrop yeah. you know, talking to the different lightning players i'm thinking oh cool this is going to be like a nice little setup but you know here we are outside on channel side drive luckily it's a nice day this you is know, romantic right this is kind of yeah, cool nice. i like it i All like right. it so i gotta ask you first i think you're the first person i've ever interviewed that is been followed on twitter by el prez dave portnoy what how do you know him what's that like when you saw him follow you uh so it's actually a pretty funny story so back when barstool before they before they blew up moved to new york the whole deal uh it was during a world cup and he tweeted something out about how he was really confident that he could score a penalty kick on a on an mls goalkeeper and so Right when I saw it, I hit him up. I said, come to Salt Lake. Like, let's do this. Come to Salt Lake. And then he followed me. It didn't work out. I think it was a pretty far trip to take one penalty shot. So but you, you haven't had much correspondence with him since then? No, no, not since then. I had a little uh, I had a little correspondence with Fiedelberg when they started the Saturdays for, or for the boys, boys thing. Yeah. I had him uh, send a box of shirts out to the boys in the locker room for Salt Lake. So, oh, that's so awesome. that was cool. But. I got a little. I got a couple guys in Barcelona that I talked to, but nothing, uh, nothing too regular. Now well, that they've blown up. Well, I gotta say, like I just learned about you. When were you on the Jumbotron? Like two weeks ago? Yeah, like last week. Yeah, and I was like, who is this guy? Because let me t- I tag the Lightning every time I promote the podcast that I'm on with Dan Girardi. They don't even follow me. I don't even get like anything. And I was like, who's this guy that they're retweeting on the Jumbotron? And I started reading about you, and I started reading all your tweets, and I was like. First of all, how did I not hear about this guy? But you have to be, or at least on Twitter, the most passionate person I've seen with the most well-informed opinions about the team. <laughs> so did you always want to be a professional soccer player? Did you feel like you might be a sports commentator? Or that could be something that happens down the road. I mean, hopefully that's something that happens down the road. It's pretty funny. Uh, everywhere I go, for some reason, like I just have this personality where I talk about Tampa sports to people that don't care about Tampa sports, never even heard of Tampa sports. Because right? you're in Portland, right? They yeah, don't I'm care about Portland, the Bucks. I've been in Salt Lake and... You know, it's just uh, it's just something about me that I love Tampa sports, and every time I talk about it, I have some for some reason people listen to me when I talk about them because I'm pretty passionate about it. But so when did it? Because you've been you're from Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah. Grew up here. Grew up in Clearwater. Uh, went to USF, so I've done. I'm I'm all Tampa. Okay, so Rays, Bucks, Rowdies, Lightning, whatever. What's your favorite Tampa team? I think that's a tough call, just because like they all mean something to me for different reasons. But if a team was to win something. It would be the World Series because there's a Super Bowl and because there's a Stanley Cup. You feel like no, I just I just feel like baseball. It's like I've spent my whole life going against Yankees and Red Sox fans. Like from a young age, going against my friends that yeah. like the Yankees or like the Red Sox. That if we were able to get one, especially like in this market with no money and the way that the team's built, if we won the World Series, it would be like the ultimate. What do you think about that whole situation of that? I don't know if it's probably not even going on anymore about the split with Montreal and the, I'm a St. Pete guy. I live in St. Pete. And I think that the Rays need an attraction because I don't think that 
people are passionate enough about baseball to go to 81 games a year, but I think they'll go see a good team. If Look at, like, sitting outside Amley, like, people can come out. You were taking pictures out here before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's taking pictures outside the trap, so I feel like they need an attraction, and that would make it sexier for the Rays. W- what do you think would save them? Well, you know, it's funny. I was taking pictures because my next picture was supposed to be inside the building. But... <laughs> But no, you're crushing no, so, me, man. No, I'll invite you back no, before you leave. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm coming to the game tomorrow, so like okay. I'll, I'll be back in there. But uh, but no, so I mean, I have a different viewpoint from. I know a lot of Tampa people think it's a crazy idea, but I think it's a great idea. Truthfully, I've been to Montreal. I've spent time in Montreal. I think it's a beautiful city. I think that if people can figure out a way to embrace the idea of splitting a team, you know, maybe they build a stadium here that's a little bit smaller, but it's you know maybe it's on the water, maybe yeah. it's something a little bit more inviting. I know they have Outlang Stadium. If they could somehow parlay that into something with the soccer team with the rowdies i think it's a great idea and to be honest you know a lot of people are getting mad that they're plotting something to leave but i think it's the exact opposite i live in a city where portland you know they're making a push for a baseball team they want our team so if you're trying to find a way to stay here in some capacity i think it's great what are the crowds like in portland because i was watching some highlights and stuff and there's like a guy on the sidelines who's chopping wood right is that timber joey man what's his name yeah timber joey Joey. he's a ledge he's a ledge (laughs) i saw that and i was like okay i mean is are there a ton of people that come out and support you guys for every game yeah man massive so they just they just rebuilt the stadium i think they added six thousand seats and like the season ticket line is like years and years and years and years. It sells out every time. Uh, they have Timbers Army, which is like the fan group, kind of like Ralph's Mob, but like times 100, you know, put it on steroids. So, I mean, the support in Portland is cool, and it's been a really cool place for me because it's not like that everywhere with soccer. So, for me, it's been a really uh, a really fun experience being out there. When did you know that you are going to be able to play professionally? Was it when you were at USF? Not till like my junior, senior season. Um, for me, soccer was always just kind of the thing I did till the next step, right? So... When I was in high school, I had people telling me, oh, like you might be able to get, get a college scholarship to this. So that was my goal. And then, so once I got the scholarship to USF and then I started playing at USF, it was like, oh, you know, you might be able to play pro. And I got named, fortunately, I got named All-American my junior year. And then that was like the first time I was like, oh, like, oh, this is like an actual possibility. Happen. Yeah. So then it wasn't, you know, it was never my goal to play professionally. It's just kind of something that I've worked up to. And you know, now I'm just trying to fight off the real world as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that setup that the Rowdies have out there at Al Lang? I mean, I've gone to a game. It's just, it's, I think, feel like it's a hidden gem. Oh, man, like. The way that they've set up the stadium now compared to what it was when I was playing. Oh, how, like, what was it like? Oh, my God. I used to go out there before the games. Like, it would downpour rain, and I would be out there before the game sweeping the fields, <laughs> trying to clear the water off the fields. They still had the pitcher's mound. Like, the pitcher's mound was still a thing that they would cover. And so, I mean, when I was playing, it was totally different. But, I mean, what they've done now and the way that they built the stadium and the facilities that they have for the team and the setup for the team, like, I mean, in terms of the USL, it's probably top five in the whole in the whole country so like the setup now is great and the stadium's amazing do you want tom brady to come play quarterback for the buccaneers do i do oh i yeah God. do you of course yeah do you of really? course i do you're not a Jameis guy listen i have it's sports right yeah it's sports so it's all about win now mode i i think Jameis has potential to be rock star right i have i have all the confidence in Jameis. i get a lot of flack for having confidence in Jameis outside of the tampa bay area yeah i could see but if you have a chance to get the best quarterback to ever play with the receiving core we have, with the young defense, I mean, I, I wouldn't turn it away. If Tom Brady came knocking, I'm not going to say, you know what, nah, I'm all right, Tom Brady, we don't want you here. Do you think that Tom Brady can utilize those weapons the same way that Jameis Winston could, or do you just think that Tom Brady would probably only throw six to eight interceptions as opposed to 30, and that could probably, what is that, two, three, four more victories for the Buccaneers? I mean, they're in the playoffs like right, that. Right, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a tough call. Like, of course, you have to adapt to your players and you have to adapt to your coaching. 
But at the end of the day, we have some of the best receivers. We have some of the best tight ends, I think, in the entire league. We have a defense that's starting to turn it around. I think it was huge that we're keeping the coaching staff intact. Like, that hasn't been a thing in oh, Tampa ever. To, yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot of turnover. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm all for Jameis if he comes back. I'm a huge fan. My wife went to Florida State. When they drafted Jameis, I, like, threw a party because I meant my wife was going to watch NFL really? football. Oh, yeah, because, like, <laughs> I knew. Like, I went to the national title game in uh, Pasadena when, when they beat Auburn. So, like, I've been on the Jameis train a long time, and this is not a knock on Jameis, but it's Tom Brady. I Listen, I get it. And Tom Brady just announced today that he wants to come back and play another year so. I guess he's putting the uh, the ball in Bill Belichick's court to see if he's going to come back or not. But I feel like if Brady comes back, maybe the Chargers, if it's not the Patriots, I don't. I just don't see Tampa Bay being an option. But it's, it's fun to dream about it. It's fun to think about Tom Brady throwing the ball to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and O.J. Howard. Listen, I've bought, I've bought in some crazy Bucks jerseys in my day, but I know if Tom Brady came, he would be. The, I would buy it immediately. <laughs> Who do you have? What? Uh... So the crazy. I mean, I have I have two Legarrette Blunt jerseys, which Le- Le- at the Blunt. time at the time it was the best purchase I could have made. Do you have a Cadillac Williams jersey? I had one, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> the, the amount of jerseys, I, I say this to my wife all the time now that I'm, like, going through all my clothes and, like, thinking of – we have a son on the way, too. So, like, now I'm, oh, like – Oh, congrats. Thanks, yeah. So now I'm doing, like, the whole, like, life in perspective right. thing. And I say to my wife all the time, I wish I would have kept every single, like, Bucks jersey that I had because that my – the collection would be – just outstanding. I have. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, so I have like my brother. It's more my brother than me, but we have every single like I have. I wear my Jay Cutler jersey around just so <laughs> I want people to remember like the really really dark times. And I saw one of your tweets. You are actually because I don't meet anybody. You're actually a fan of Mitchell Trubisky. I don't mind him. I don't like because <laughs> you're not I a really Bears fan. I really don't mind him, but like you got to think about it, right? So he got you right playoffs last year. Yes, yeah, yeah, we lost to the Eagles on the yeah, double he doink. Yeah, got you to the playoffs last year. They came in with high expectations. You know how it is. Like whenever yeah. a team comes in with high expectations and they're one of those teams that could go either way, it took them a while to figure it out. And I think that towards the end of the year, he started having a couple good games. But then once they were out of the playoffs, it just doesn't matter the anymore. The end of the but, year. That's the key. It was the end of the yeah. year. It's like uh, Trubisky figured it out. And I think game game ten this year. Right. So right. We were and there's like the coaching was it like the coaching was kind of weird too right. this year and like. Who knows? Like, if you have a kicker that makes a couple extra kicks, those turns into wins. Next thing you know, it's a different story. I but like this. I think he's got some promise, at least. Wow. Like, you don't give up on him. No, you think. can't. No, you're yeah. screwed. Well, they traded all their picks for Khalil Mack, so <laughs> it's like they're trapped. So, Jeff, I want to know, obviously, we're sitting outside Amelie Arena. You were on the Jumbotron a couple of weeks ago. Have you been a Lightning fan since day one? Has it been something that's kind of grown on you with the better that they've been over the years? When did it kind of happen for you? No, I mean, for me, uh, we, we had tickets and went to games at the fairgrounds. So, like, Jeez. yeah, so we've been. Well, you were probably, like, what, like five or six young. or something? Yeah, yeah, I got a ton of pictures of me, like, in there's a couple of pictures on my Instagram, maybe on uh, my Twitter or something. We got to dig it up. But pictures of me, like, celebrating at a young age in a Lightning jersey. And for me, man, it's just like Tampa sports has been my sport town. It's been my life since I was young. You know, uh, games at the fairgrounds. My parents had season tickets to the Bucks back in, like, the heyday with Tony Dungy. And, you know, we had inaugural season tickets to the Rays as well. So it's just in my blood, man. It's something I love, and I'm super passionate about it. Do you get to watch the team a lot when you're out west? Yeah, so I've set up a couple, like, bootleg ways to, you know, <laughs> You know, like the uh, the sling box? Yeah. Have oh, you heard of the yeah, sling box? Yeah, uh-huh. So before I moved out to Salt Lake, my wife bought me a sling box for Christmas, and I hooked it up to my parents' cable so that I could be watching, so that I'm tapped into everything going on, you know? That's what I do. Like, I'm, my dad will be like, hey, what's your sling password? And I'll go, uh, dad, I had to cancel it. You know, like, all right, here's our, here's my sling password. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what you have to do. So you're actually, so you're able to watch the lightning when you're out there. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I try not to miss a game. Of course, sometimes life gets in the way. But when you're on the West Coast and with my schedule, uh, game start at four, which is great because I'm done at two. Game start at four. I pick my daughter up from school at like six thirty or so, 
perfect. That's so cool. So how long are you in Portland? Like, And then how long are you back in town for? Because I know you've been here for what? How long have you been back for? A month uh, or two? Yeah, about a month. Yeah, so so every offseason we come back. Um, whenever the season ends, usually just depending on how the year's gone or whatever we got going on, it's either like let's book a flight next week or let's give it a couple time and head back for a month or so for the holidays. But we always try to come back. My wife's from here. Uh, you know, we stay on Harbor Island, which is right down the street. So, you know, we come back every offseason, and when it's 75 and – you know what I mean? That's why we're outside. That's yeah, why, why would you not? Why would you not come back? As a goalie, and I've always had this question. I'm glad I get to ask you. Like during the penalty kick situation, is that just? Are you just guessing when which side the guy's going to? Because you just always see like a guy just dives the opposite way, and I, I've always wondered that. And I'm sorry it, if it's a stupid question. No, no, no. I get that question all the time. It's uh, it's just something where like you do a lot of film, you do a lot of research, and then when you're on the field, it's kind of like one of those. Do you? go to your research do you go to your gut instinct do you like look for the tendencies of what they normally do um you know the higher levels that you get it obviously gets a little bit harder this this guy's Latan Ibrahimovic put two on me this year and <laughs> one of them he went right down the middle and like gave me like a nice little like F you as he was running by which you know like it was just a cool moment because right. it's Latan Ibrahimovic scoring a goal and I'm like oh I'm just like from Tampa I went to Countryside High School but at the same time it's like all right like, like can you sign this ball that you just yeah, scored on me please <laughs> I want to get his jersey but like after he scored two goals and we lost I think that's like an inappropriate thing do you to guys request. do the jersey swap thing like everybody else yeah yeah of course I mean soccer started it so Did it's they? oh like, I didn't yeah, know that okay yeah so it's, I think everybody else is catching up the soccer where you're, they're doing the jersey exchange and so how some, do you decide do do people ask you for you, your jersey how does that go well it just depends on like the relationship right so if I have a buddy that's playing we'll swap jerseys just like for the friend thing I got a couple like bigger ones that like I'll ask them before the game or if I know somebody or if I know their kit guy I'll try to try to grab it from them or something and you know I'm just trying to build like a nice wall for when I retire absolutely yeah that's what it's all about so how many of your jerseys have you given away and then do you have to go back to your equipment manager and be like yeah sorry I uh, gave it away to my friend again uh, normally like you have like a set limit that you're allowed to give away in Portland in Portland they're really cool with like they're a little bit more uh, willing to like accept the jersey exchanges so it's not ever that that big of a deal but no, I mean, it's been, it's probably like 20 or so that, and the coolest thing too is like, I exchanged one of the, the best jerseys I have easily is Wayne Rooney. And I got it through a mutual friend and like, he talked about it and he was like, okay, well like make sure that he gets it. But then he asked for mine in return, which like, wow, which is, what is Wayne, Wayne Rooney going to do with my jersey? Do you know where it is? Is it documented? Is it hanging up anywhere? Or, I mean, mine and his? yeah, that's what, uh, it's probably stuffed in the bottom of the <laughs> kit bag that, that it came with. But like, if it you was see- cool, you know, it was like a sign of respect, which like, I wasn't expecting to have to give him one because why would he want one of mine? But you, you're going to see like a way, like a documentary one day with Rooney, and like all of a sudden you're going to see your jersey hanging in the back. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, he saved it. <laughs> That'll be like the screen grab of my life. <laughs> when um when you're out in Portland, the what the Buccaneers game start at what 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it's great. Are you watching Red Zone or you're watching the Bucks? So I have I have Red Zone on the big TV, and then I'll have the Bucks go in. Okay, because like it's kind of hard to like to be honest, like NFL games watching them throughout when you're just like kind of sitting on your couch can be a little bit tough i agree yeah i have so to go like go outside and get some air and like run around and stuff yeah so i do bucks in red zone so are you a fantasy football guy i am yeah, yeah how yeah. many uh, how many leagues are you in so i was in two this year we have one uh that's been going a long time that we like pieced it together this year and clung on as people go their separate ways but usually i have one uh with the salt lake guys i played with and then there was one in portland out this year too so what did you think about the uh the bolts just scoring what nine goals last night and do you think that they're finally kind of hitting their stride that we've been waiting for all season long yeah i mean I, you would have to imagine right what is it eight in a row nine in a row yeah now? Eight, so, yeah so i mean they're obviously hitting their stride but at the same time like People in Tampa, fans of Tampa, are, like, so quick to hit the panic button on they teams were. that you're, like, smashing the panic button. But if you remember last year, 
they didn't face any adversity. And then once they got to the playoffs and faced adversity, it was like they couldn't turn it on. But now, you know, they got off to a little bit of a slow start and they haven't been the talk of the league the whole year. But now they're ripping off wins the way everybody expected. And it's kind of like, all right, well, hopefully it builds into the playoffs now. And it's kind of like the Capitals did when they won it, right? The, the year that they were off the radar, nobody was talking about them and they won the whole thing. So... I think they're in a good spot. I mean, of course, like whenever you win eight straight, you're probably heating up a little bit. Yeah, they were uh, they were ready to fire everybody. They were ready to blow the team up, get rid of Kucherov, get rid of Cooper. And it's like, hey, wait, the team's still playing pretty well. They're just not setting the world on fire like they were last year. But, yeah, everybody, I don't know if you were here earlier in the season, but, yes, everybody was hitting the panic button. So Tampa sports, man, like I love Tampa sports. But the fans, man, we mashed the panic button. People well, got to relax a little. Well, you know, the Rays are – or well, not the Rays, but the Bolts, I mean, for the consistently have been our really only hope for championship. I mean, obviously the Rays have put together some incredible seasons, like 90-win campaigns and stuff. But the, the Bolts, I feel like they're our key to the next championship. They're the team that's closest to getting it done. So when they have those, like, hiccups, yeah, it's kind of frustrating because yeah. I – I wasn't a Bolts fan back in 04. I just became a Lightning fan probably about 2008, so I don't know what that Stanley Cup is like, and I want it. Did you cheer for the Blackhawks or did you cheer for the Lightning? No, I wasn't I wasn't a hockey guy. Oh, okay. So being at working at 97X, you know, and when the Lightning weren't good and when they had the owners like Oren Coolis and Len Berry the Saw guys, like we had a relationship with them. Right. And we would get tickets and we would have interviews with Stamkos and Hedman when they were rookies and you know, that kind of got me to becoming a fan and then you start coming to games and you know, now I'm working for the Lightning, and I love it. I love the guys on the team are awesome. The people that are in the organization, when they let me into the building, are super nice. So it's it's a really, really, really amazing place. And uh, and yeah, they said, yeah, oh, you're interviewing that guy that got on the jumbotron. Like, <laughs> like, why do we need to let you into an no, office? I'm oh, glad you're funny. low maintenance. Who are some of your favorite players to watch right now, and who have been some of your favorites over the years on the Lightning? So I mean, Vasilevsky is just the stud, right? Like the whole goalie union thing. Uh, it's I mean. He's just a stud, right? Absolutely. He's the best in the league. He's just a stud. He's so much fun to watch. I mean, obviously, you got Kucherov. You got these big guys that are all that have always been fun to watch. But for me, man, like, it's all about the goalies. Like, for me, it's like I watch I watch Vasilevsky the way that he plays and, you know, like different things like his angles and just like his reaction speed and stuff. So when I'm watching, like, that's the guy that impresses me the most because it hits closest to home. The key for a goalie, I'm sure there's many keys, is it being able to have a short memory and shake off, you know, what just happened? Yeah, I mean, that's important, right? Like, because it's always about the next shot. So if you give up a bad goal and you're still thinking about it, the next one you're probably like, but how can be you in shut it off? Though? Like, how do you, sh- like, if it makes you so angry and you, uh, like, how do you, it's still there, isn't it? Yeah, I think in hockey, I think in hockey, it's definitely like, in hockey, you can give up five goals and have a great game, right? So I think in hockey, it's more of that that quick turnoff. In soccer, you know, one goal means so much that it is a little bit harder. And the action, like you can give up a bad goal and then not see the ball again for 89 minutes. So in soccer, it's a little bit harder to turn it off. But you just gotta. I mean, now I've been you, doing it a long time. I've given up some really bad goals, so it's <laughs> like I'm able to I'm able to flip that switch and kind of like focus on the next thing. Now your your soccer fans in Portland, they're not like setting anybody on fire or anything after like losses, are they? Like they're very they're they're good fans. They're 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 very very loyal fans. They they always support the team no matter what's going on and which is like rare you know obviously uh there's things that frustrate them just like any other fan base like when things aren't going well but i think that the bar in portland is to win trophies and to win championships so the fans always support the team they're always like behind the team if you give up a goal they're still cheering they're still doing their thing but you know the level of expectations out there is to win titles so if you're not winning titles obviously people are upset but in terms of like having the teams back they're always there which is cool all right jeff i'm hoping that you really really dig this question and uh, hopefully it'll make up for us sitting outside today give me your tampa bay sports mount rushmore all right so 
I was thinking about this a lot on the walk over. It's tough, isn't it? It's, it's very tough. But I'm going to ask you, because I know that you phrased this to me when, when we talked about being on. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you if I could have two separate ones. One. <laughs> no, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> one player, players, okay. one influences of the Tampa Bay area related to sports. Oh, you want to put Esposito on one. I see. Maybe I don't. you didn't. Okay. I don't. All right. I, don't. I will give you two. Okay, I want two. You got right, two. The Which first one? one, the one that I've been thinking about the most is the influencers. Okay. All right. Number one, top dog, Leroy Selman. Okay. All Number right. Number one, top dog, Leroy Selman. He could go on for players, too. He could. He could. But I'm putting him on as top dog. Just, you know, the things that he did. I'm a USF guy. Okay. Did big things for USF. Huge in the community. I'm just filming this, by the All way. Right. Don't get freaked out. No, it's fine. Get your nice office in there. <laughs> the nice. Does a Ford Ranger come with this interview? Hey, you or? know what? This isn't bad, right? Like, no, it's nice. As Listen. far as like having to sit inside a radio station or get to sit out here. No, I love it. Listen, I'm in Florida for five more days, so this is perfect. You're never going to talk to me again. So, <laughs> sorry, so, so we got Selman. So Selman is my one in terms of like influencers. Tony Dungy is also on that mantle in terms of influencers. Okay. Vinick, an immediate upgrade for Vinick okay for what he's done for the team what he's done for the community and what he's done for the city I'm looking at all these cranes going up every time I come here I walk the river walk every night it's amazing everything that's amazing. happening here huge and then this is gonna this is the wild card here we go Stu Sternberg okay tell me why tell when when he got to the race they were the worst team baseball right worst team in baseball immediate turnaround now you're talking if they're not getting 90 wins now it's almost like it's a disappointment and if they if they were still the worst team in baseball, they would have been gone so long ago that I think that because they still have some relevance and because they're good and what they're able to do in that division and the people that he's brought into the organization, if you look around Major League Baseball, the people that he's hired are everywhere now. I agree, Friedman, but you know what? I would I would probably put Silverman ahead of Stu Sternberg because I would I like go with that. the guys that have more to do with the actual on-field the, product. The day-to-day. Yeah, because like Sternberg, like he hired the right people. Right. There's no doubt about that. Right. Friedman in L.A., Silverman's here. I go to the same temple as Silverman. So a oh, big... well, that's why you're a fan because well, you're trying to – hopefully he hears this and, you know, you get a little <laughs> slot in. Hopefully. Look, no, I, just, I mean, I just think like – you group that, what they've done for baseball in Tampa, like, of course, like, there's, there's issues and whatever, but in terms of, like, turning around a franchise, I think that they've done that to the highest level, pretty much, like, in any sport. Like, I think what they do with that team should be the envy of sports organizations I agree. all over. I agree. Like they made Moneyball, they should make a movie about how the Rays do business because in this day and age, especially with the teams that can spend a bunch of money, but it's about, it's really any sport. It's about developing talent. You sign that young talent. They're there for six to eight years in the prime of their career, and nobody has done that better than the Rays. They started with Longoria, and they do it to all their guys. And they and they they take guys, and it's tough as fans because you want to like you fall, you want to fall in love with the players, but they get guys low, sell them high, bring in a pro like it's a great system that's and how I, you do it it's funny i said i said the same thing i said in a tweet i was like free money free movie idea free book idea money ball to tampa bay rays it should be nobody talks about yeah. it but it's they're doing exactly what they do okay so so that's my all right now players well esposito's not on that list vinnick got ahead of him it's, all right all right yeah it's your maybe, list uh, yeah it's my <laughs> list and maybe i'm wrong with that one but i just look around and i see i look around and i see the river walk i see the things that he does for the city and I know this is like a sports thing, but he also has look. There's the Esposito everything. statue right there too. It's a great statue. Yeah, I was probably wrong on that. No, one. you're All good. Right. Players. Maybe I overthought that one. No, you thought players. I put enough. I could tell you were excited about I it. I was excited about that one. I like that one. All right, players. My my hope was I was going to pull one from each and then have an extra one. So Vinny Lecavier. Okay. For me, he's like I still for some reason ingrained in my mind is a is a vision of Chara in the playoffs, standing over him, ready to knock him out on his face. 
and like Vinny with his helmet off, hair back, just like ready to take it. Look at as, as, as handsome as ever. Yeah, just like, and for me, like that vision is just ingrained in my mind of like Tampa sports. Like this is a gritty dude who like when the team was in their in their prime, yeah. like, he was the guy, he was the leader. All right, so I got Vinny. Super nice guy. By the way, talk about what the guy's done in the community out there with John Hopkins, All Children's Hospital. Guys donated millions of dollars. And uh, with the charity that I work for, we give iPads to the kids that are battling cancer. And you go up to the seventh floor of that hospital, it's all Vinny stuff. It's amazing. Because Vinny donated millions of dollars. So, yeah, Vinny is a uh, – Vinny could probably go on either one of those, but you yeah, keep on no, the players. I mean, that's amazing, though. Like, And he is. like He's such a big part of Tampa sports and the history. I'm going to go Derek Brooks. Absolutely. Right? Derek Brooks, he's like almost like a must-have in there. I just think that, like, same thing, like, what he's done for the community. He still sticks around the community. He does great things. And, I mean, he's one of the faces of the team that won the Super Bowl, right? He's so, inside there, too. I walk by him when they that's let me why in. We're, yeah. That's why we're not allowed in. That's why we're not allowed in. You should let him know that I'm out here pumping him up. Maybe I can shake his hand. I will. I'm going to play him this audio. Right, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah, he'll be like, wait, the Portland what? <laughs> the Timbers? <laughs> They're soccer? Yeah, seriously. No, but, I mean, what he's done for the community, he sticks around. I love guys that stick around and do things in the community because it's, like. Me, too. I think it's so important and, you know, this is a. It's a growing community, so it's really big for that. So those are my two, and then I'm going to go – oh, I had it in my head. Uh-oh. Oh, I was, oh, we got cut off. No, 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 you're good. Good. All right. So just for me, I'm going the A-Train. I love Allstott. I love Allstott. I've hung out with Allstott. God, you just know everybody, huh? I do. Look, I've been here – look, I got on the radio when I was 19, so, I right. mean, I've been – it's you've been here forever, and you talk about the guys that stick around. Allstott, the Mike Allstott Family Foundation, they do a ton of stuff. So when we do toy drives, he would come out there with Toby Hall, the uh, old catcher from oh, the yeah, Rays. Yeah. And those guys are they're just they're just fun guys. Yeah. Like they just want to have a good time and come out and you know still do good for the community when they can. That's great. Yeah, I've heard him on a couple podcasts. He just seems like super down to earth. Like he's really fun. I never forget like being in the stands, blowing that stupid wooden whistle like every time he got the ball. But it was cool, man. That's when the Bucks were like that's when the Bucks were doing their thing. So hey, so it's he, electric, man. There's not. Many guys that when you put the ball in their hands in any team, any really any football team over the years, that the crowd just goes crazy. Like Green Bay had Coon, they'd go Coon, and like A Train and stuff. People love those. Uh, it's the fullback. It's yeah. the fullback that can run the ball a little bit. But he laid the wood, man. He he, <laughs> he was great. He laid the wood. He was great. So I'm gonna go him, and then I'm gonna bring one in from the Rays, and I just gotta go with Longo, just because I just think you know, in terms of what he meant to a team in that moment, in the transitional period, he was like the big guy from day one. He always did his thing, obviously, like the way that he got sent off and like when he went away and said like, oh, it'd be great if they had fans and blah, 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 blah. That wasn't too great. But at the end of the day, like when you thought about the Tampa Bay Rays, like if you were going to buy a Rays player jersey during that time, you were buying Evan Longoria's. So for me, like those are my four. And there's obviously like honorable mentions that could come in. But for me, in my lifetime, those are like the four that have meant the most to me. Tell me about your books. Oh, my books. Yeah. So so we started a publishing company. Uh, it's based out of here in Tampa and it's called It Had to Be Told. And the idea behind the books is, you know, they're just different sports stories that pretty much like we feel like need to be remembered and passed down through generations. So our first our first story that we book is funny. Uh, how it all started was my daughter was just born. So like you're in that foggy haze of like, oh, my God, I'm a parent now. And like life is like coming at you crazy. It's scary. Haven't, haven't slept in forever. <laughs> But so I have my my daughters on the couch with me, like very, very newborn. And the Cubs just won the World Series. And of course, like uh, I grew up with like I grew up with Dave Martinez and his son went to my high school. Oh, really? I had a big rooting interest and like I was cheering on for the Cubs, you know. And so my daughter's sitting there and I'm watching this game. And as it's going down, all I'm thinking is like, wow, my daughter's generation isn't going to know 
like the story like the Cubs shouldn't win the World Series you right. know what I mean like and the saga and the drama and just like the whole backstory of it and then it just got me thinking you know as I'm like starting to like look at these kids books that we're getting for gifts and things like that and they're all about the same thing right they're they all suck about, right those kids books yeah like the like they're all just about the same thing so for me I wanted to create something that was an outlet for parents and sports families like my own to pass down those stories to the different to the generations and you know like when I envision in my mind it's you know a Cubs fan who's a grandfather reading this story to their grandkid and sharing the memories and just like really bonding over that sports moment in history so we came out with five of the different books uh, we have one that's about the Chicago Cubs the curse ends it actually won an award which is pretty cool and wow. then uh, yeah we have one about the Cleveland Cavaliers because like they shouldn't have they shouldn't ever win either no right? like, and they Cleveland probably won't sports. again <laughs> yeah exactly so like that's a great thing too is like the Cubs are in a fire sale and then like Cleveland doesn't look like they're on the path so it's like a little bit of longevity out of these things, are you, you looking know? to write a, uh, a lightning story man so it, it's funny like we talked to somebody here about it and it just didn't work out but I think uh, oh my, because you have to like pair up with them like, to yeah it's just uh, there's just a lot of things that have gone into this book business that like we weren't really too sure about when we first started but you know we have the five titles now and like ultimately my hope is to team up with sports teams and write them because I think every fan base deserves you know their own story. type of story and their own book like that and you know I think that the Lightning have a great story like every sports team has their own moments but you know the ones that we have like we really enjoy the way that they turned out and and, you know, uh, we have a local artist, a, a guy from Tampa who used to work uh, for the Times, I think it was. So we have a local artist. Uh, we're based out of Tampa, a publishing company based out of Tampa. And we haven't had one about Tampa sports yet, but, you know, we're, we're working on it. And hopefully it's something that comes later down the road. Jeff, I really appreciate you coming and hanging out today. I'm sorry it wasn't, you know, as, as I presented it to be that we were going to be, you know, in the bowels of Amelie Arena. But I, I got to say, man, you're an interesting guy. Like, I really enjoy talking to you. You've got a lot going on, obviously, goalie and doing books. But I... If you stick with the podcasting thing or you launch, I really think you got something going with that, man. So yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's uh, I know we were talking about it before my 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 podcast partner got traded, <laughs> so so it was kind of like uh, it was kind of a little bit of a dagger. But what was it? It was the J J to the Z podcast. Yeah, from J to Z, and it was cool, man. It got a good response out in Portland for sure, and a lot of people reached out and said that they digged it. But as athletes, one of our biggest, I I got a comm degree, so like I have no problem talking to reporters. I have no yeah. problem talking to people because I know it's part of it. But like when you can control the story and you can kind of you know get your own story out there and talk a little bit more about the human side of things i think people really enjoy listening to that and it is something that like we we love doing it he had a kid like midway through the season i had to get shoulder surgery so like there were a lot of things that got in our way but unfortunately he got traded and we were like gearing up for season two and he got traded so well listen you, you you do it with a new teammate or do it when you are all done but i think you got something going on i really appreciate the conversation jeff thank you very much when does the season start for portland so i head out this week for preseason and then march 1st is our first game i think it's on it's on one of the networks it's on fox sports one or espn how so. long does the season go because i've honestly wanted to go to portland for a long time and the well I'll, I'll promise you like front row seats then i'll put you outside the stadium <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> no i'm just kidding no i'm just kidding so so the season uh so they just shortened the season actually two years ago we were in the cup final and that was mid-december but now i think the cup final was before thanksgiving so they, they shortened the season a lot so now it's from march 1st i think it ends regular season ends sometime like mid-October. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like, it used to be super long and now it's probably too short. So I think they're trying to find like that happy medium. Well, you might see me outside the stadium there. Yeah, yeah. let me know. I'll, I'll get you tickets. Man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate yeah, it. No worries. And thank you for listening to On the Bench right here on Lightning Power Play.